Hi there, my name is James Thomas and I'm a team captain at One Knoxville SC and you're listening to the Knox Soccer Podcast. Welcome to the Knox Soccer Podcast where we tell the soccer stories of our favorite big town little city, Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm Patrick Teasdale. And I'm Brian Canever. And on today's episode, we are talking to one Knoxville club captain, the Englishman, James E. Thomas. And he is breaking down the roster, how the team is preparing, and what we can expect from our boys when they take the field that first week of May. So crack open your favorite beverage, slip on your favorite jersey, and get ready for the feast of football for the ears. Ryan, how are we starting this one off? Like the big Norwegian Thor himself, Sebastian Andreessen, I'm heading this one in off a corner, then running off to Asgard to celebrate in glory. This is the KNOX Soccer Podcast. James, so if you could just um, give us like a, an overall snapshot uh the roster i'll let you into a sneak peek the first thing that that the gaffers recruiting is on humility and it's on work ethic all right so all of these guys all of these schools all of these names that you hear the two things they've got in common is they're humble and they're going to work their backsides off that's the first two things that the gaffer and dino are looking for um you know and that that goes into you know that plays along with what the gaffer is recruited through college, all through his different summer teams. And that's going to be no different here at One Knox. There's so many players with quality out here, but those two characteristics, they bump lads to the top and they're the lads that, that the gaffer and Dino want in there. So, um, you know, we've got a lot of nations represented here. Um, a lot of schools, the majority of the, the, um, the roster is going to be made up of division one lads and division two lads. And then there's a sprinkling of kind of local boys, um, ex-pros, and then also um, some NAIA lads in there as well. So it's a real kind of collection of everything out here in the US. Um, we're gonna have quite a big squad this summer um, because we like to get a lot of lads in just because sometimes lads come in late from schools and also sometimes lads have to leave early. So, for instance, we've got a couple of lads from one school who their coach says, look, we need them back in, you know, the end of June because we've got college commitments. And it's that point we say, OK, we understand that it's been communicated clearly. Um, so now we know and we can work around that. So um, when you look at the squad as a whole, um, you know, what kind of uh, team is this? I know from listening to Mark talk, like it's mm -hmm. the style is going to be fast. It's going to be aggressive. It's going to be high pressing, but I'd love to hear it in your words. Like what kind of team has he, has, has he assembled? I think the one word that comes to my mind is tenacious. Um, it's a team of go-getters, which is what he wants to recruit. We want to go and get the ball. We want to be on the ball and then we want to use it. Well, um, there's quality. There's about three or four players pretty much in every position with really high quality. Um, and they all kind of match into that, that philosophy that the gaffer's got about a high intensity style, playing on the front foot, you know, having quality and creativity on the ball when we've got it. Um, and pretty much everyone plays into that. Now, 
I've played on some really good teams and, you know, on paper is a lot different to the product you get when you're there. Um, so I think on paper, this is a very strong side. Um, but again, they're all humble guys. They're all hardworking. And come May 1st, when we start training, that's when it's got to start to really click, you know? Um, but listen, these are all guys that are leaders within their programs. They're all really good people. We don't want any kind of bad people, you know? We've always strived to, to have the best characters, um, especially the gaffer. He always wants the best characters in his team. And he always says, you know, like, uh, the more good people you get in one place, the more likely good things are to happen. And I think that's something that when I look at this list of names and I look at this squad, um, I think that's something that that is really going to happen. So, In terms of size, I think Mark, you know, he had initially told me there was like, he had like a list of 70 to 80 names, was trying to get to about 40. What's, mm -hmm. the, what's the size of the squad? Yeah, we're, we're looking at about 40, um, maybe just over because um, we've got a couple of lads that, obviously live locally now as well. Um, so you've got a bulk of the squad is going to need housing. And then there's some lads there that live locally or aren't too far away or are going to be in the area for the summer. So then we can say, okay, yeah, we'd, we'd love to have you in. We'd love to get you training. Um, we'd love to get you opportunities and stuff like that. So um, yeah, we're in and around that number. In terms of the recruiting of the players, everyone, mm -hmm. I, the you know, the five of you that I talked to, had either played for Mark or Mark had a close relationship with one of the, mm -hmm. with their college coaches. Um, what was the process like of identifying and, and getting these players? The Gaffer's built up a reputation now of, of trust and reliability. And a lot of these college coaches, they want their players to go into a, a professional environment in the summer that the coach is going to do right by them. Now, the gaffer here is known for doing right by the players. It's all he's about. It's all he wants to do. Um, so a lot of the times, coaches are reaching out to him and saying, look, you know, have you got any opportunities for this player, that player? You know, sending him a couple of names. And at that point, the gaffer and Dino then do their extensive research. You know, they're on things like Y Scout. They're watching games religiously, um, making calls to previous coaches. Hey, I've... I've heard about Jamesy, uh, just wondering what his character's like, what he's like as a guy and, um, you know, would you vouch for him, stuff like that. So, um, but it's not just a case of uh, a lot of names coming to him and he just says, yeah, I'll have that one, that one, that one. There is hours and hours and hours of watching film, making calls. Um, you know, it's not easily done. And it's some people will look at, you know, We've got a big roster because it's just a case of saying, yeah, we'll have him, we'll have him, we'll have him. And it's nothing like that, you know? It, it's hard to recruit a squad of 18 guys, which some summer teams will have. It's even harder to do it for double that. Um, so, yeah, the, the recruiting is big. And also, you know, these coaches all are always chatting, always talking about teams that they've played, games they've played in. Um, so sometimes names just pop up, you know, like... Uh, for instance, Dino will be on a call to his mate, just chatting, and then maybe his friend that's that's coaching at a team will say, here, listen, we played against so-and-so this weekend. He's really worth a look. Um, and then it's a case of, okay, then the research starts. We start to put out feelers. Can we talk to him? You know, stuff like that. And even then, you know, these are, these are high-level guys that the Gaffer and Dino are going after. So 
sometimes they're talking to a couple of teams and then it's the battle to say, okay, we want you. This is what we can do for you. Um, and, you know, sometimes lads want to go elsewhere. They want to go to a different location, which we completely understand. Um, and then sometimes they commit to the gaffer and, you know, they want to be part of something special, which is what we're hoping to build at one not. How do you incentivize players to come here? Because obviously they're not getting paid. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I got a comment on the blog on the Substack the other day that was just like, well, how are you settling these players? Like, where are they going to live? Like, are you providing them a stipend? Um, yeah. I mean, how, what, what's the pitch been like to, to, yeah, yeah. to convince well, players mean, to get here? Yeah, so, so obviously there's a, a housing piece to it. So One Knox will be putting these lads up in, in apartments um, over the summer. And then also they help us out with some groceries. So we'll maybe get, you know, a bit of money that will help us buy some food over the weekend. Um, sometimes we're left on our own, you know, they're not going to pay for extravagant meals. And, you know, we're not going to be going out to Brazilian steakhouses every weekend. But um, you know, they help us help us buy some meat and some some carbs, so rice, potatoes, stuff like that, um, to get us through the week and and to get us what we need. Um, but the incentive here is is being part of something bigger. You know, we're getting these ambitious lads in that want to push into the pros. First of all, we don't want anyone that's just coming here for a summer experience where, you know, it's going to be a party because that's not what we're about. You know, we're here to get better. And we want lads that are going to get better. So, you know, if lads are looking for a different experience or maybe, a, you know, an easier kind of laid back experience, probably not the place for them. You know, the incentive here is, you know, we're going to push you forward. We're going to try our absolute best to push each other forward collectively and individually. You know, it's a big part of what I'm going to say before games. We've all got individual goals. We're all here for individual reasons. But those individual goals don't come to fruition without a team success, without the collective success, you know? Um, and having lads that buy into that is uh, is massive for the summer. So there is no incentive. There's, you know, we're not playing lads. We're in a, an amateur league fighting against other amateur players that want to be better. But our incentive is, you know, we're going to be pushing each other every single day. And if you want to get better, I firmly believe there's probably not many better places over the summer than Knoxville to Tennessee this year. Us being in USL two mm -hmm. and then the, the plan and prospect to be USL one and that actually being pro, is that a, a good sales pitch? A hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, it's an opportunity to, to push in, you know, the club's ambition is to be um, pushing towards those professional ranks. So being involved in something like that is exciting. You know, you look at clubs that have jumped up from League Two into League One or into the Championship, and a bulk of their first-year rosters are guys that have played for the team previously. You know, for instance, myself at Young Harris here, we had two guys called Marco Micheletto and Mikey Rowe. Now, they played for Tormenta the summer before they went into the pros, you know? So they ultimately finished their college season and then went straight to Tormenta into the pros, and they became professionals. You know, that way, that's two experiences I've seen, you know, that are, that are two of my closest friends. And, you know, I was close with Marco and, and Mikey I lived with. Um, so seeing that, that that happens a lot. So it is it is part of the pitch. You know, it is part of the excitement. It's a big part of why guys want to come here, because it almost feels like a first dibs thing. You know, you come in, you have a good summer, you prove yourself, um, you prove that you're trustworthy and reliable to the gaffer. Um, and then it's a case of 
okay, now we start to have those conversations as the club moves forward. So, yeah, it's part of it. It is part of it. So, James, I know a lot of these players, um, or at least a handful of them, played last year with you in Des Moines. And so Mm -hmm. um, how many of the 2022 squad are players that won the title last year with Des Moines and you've played with there? So we've got nine lads um, from the menace team last year who all played for the gaffer. Um, they're all committed to the gaffer and that's why they're coming to Knoxville this, this summer. Basically it's, it's because they trust the process and they trust what the gaffer and Dino are trying to do. Um, and, you know, they ultimately see that, that this is going to be the best place for them. So we've got nine, nine lads that were part of that championship winning squad. Um, big part, big part of the championship winning squad. And then we've also got a couple of ex-young Harris lads as well. So I think, including me, we've got four guys that have played here previously. Um, and then the nine that played at Menace last year, um, of which is one is Seba, who's obviously kind of both of those. Um, and then we've got two new lads from, from young Harris, um, one of which is Adam Kirkwood, who was... He was a, an academic All-American here this year. He was a captain at Young Harris, Scottish lad, uh, plays in the back line, um, kind of a bread and butter footballer, but one that you definitely need within the squad. Uh, fantastic kid. Yeah, close to my heart. I've, I've got a lot of time for Adam. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's how many we've got returning from, from last year's championship winners time, which is a big, yeah, it's a big bulk. <laughs> we have you taken the... Um template for what it takes to create a championship winning side and brought it over here so that now when people here think okay this team keeps saying it's going to win the title it's going to win a title well what more evidence can we show you that we're going to win a title than bringing all these players who have a history of winning titles elsewhere yeah i think uh i think first of all football's a funny old game you know we we can let people talk and talk about titles but for us it's about winning football matches you know and the only thing i'm worried about right now is winning on may the 14 that's it Past that, we can worry about, you know, that's the that's other people's jobs to worry about that. For me and for this list of guys, it's May the 14th. That's it. That's our cup final. That's a be all and end all. And after that, we can worry about the next game after that. But for right now, our heads are all on that. For us, I know these nine lads that we're bringing in well. Um, and yeah, they're good guys. They're really good guys. And um the fact that they've committed to the gaffer and, and they've now committed to one Knox, it's pulls on my heartstrings a bit because that means a lot to me. That loyalty, it really does. So. Okay, so, you know, I was able to chat with a handful of you who are coming this season. So I've got, you know, an idea. Okay, Sebastian Andres, and he's going to be our number nine. He's going to be the big man up top. You know, I know M. Arias is going to be holding down the midfield. Um, can you give me a captain's take on some of these players who are coming by name? If you could talk about, you know, some of them by name. Um, how you know them, what we can expect from them, um, you know, what kind of, like, who are our, fa- our potential fan favourites, you know, who are our goal scorers, mm-hmm. whose, whose names are we going to be chanting on the sideline? I mean, if we if we start at the, up front, Seba's going to be a fan favourite. Yeah, there's no question about that. He'll probably be the favourite. Um, he's a fantastic character. He's the most committed lad you'll ever see in your whole lifetime. Um you know, he's he's had a bit of a bum knee, but if he got the chance to play, he would probably play with one knee. <laughs> like, that's said before you. So, 
Deba. And then we've also got another Division Two lad who is called Max McNulty from Lander. Now, Lander and Young Harris are big rivals. Um, but over the summer, the gaffer always brings in a couple of Lander and a couple of ex-Young Harris boys. And they end up, you know, getting on really well because they're competitors. So Max McNulty is another lad that's, that's going to be up there scoring goals. Along with a guy called Ty Silva, who again is a Division Two lad. He plays at Castle Newman, which isn't too far from um, from Knoxville. And uh, he's a, a small, slight Brazilian guy. But yeah, what a player, what a worker. He's going to be exciting as well. Someone who's played collegiately very locally to Knoxville. Um, so he's definitely someone that, um, yeah, we're excited about getting in. Another one is going to be Zion Andrade, plays at Marquette. Uh, again, a Brazilian lad, so a little bit of flair. Um, sometimes he plays football like futsal, you know, it's it's short, sharp touches. It's, you know, manoeuvring your body to keep the ball. But he does it on an 11 aside pitch, which is incredible. And some of these kids touches, you know, like I remember fizzing balls into Zion at training and he'd kill it dead. And you're like, how have you done that? You know, <laughs> so um, I think going forward, there'll probably be uh, be some big names that you'll see. Um I think uh, with regards to fan favourites as well, we've got a lad called Danny Fernandez, who is uh, he's going to be a centre-back, um, Spanish guy. And uh, we call him Danny the Bull because he's just, he's like a bull in a china shop. He really is. He goes, he doesn't stop until something stops him. He's a bit like me, but he's a bit taller and a bit bigger. I actually lived with him last summer. And um, yeah, he's, he's one of my favourite guys. I'm really happy he's coming back. And then Moses as well. Moses, you'll hear a lot of. Uh, Moses is a, he's an incredible player he plays at Campbell and um, yeah he was definitely a fan favorite last year he's also a favorite in the locker room um, you know sometimes when when things are getting serious or tight or there's a bit of tension which happens at training Moses will come around and like start chucking water at people you know to keep it really light so um, he's definitely a guy that's brilliant for the culture and he's an unbelievable footballer with a great future as well so um, there's a couple of names um, that I can just uh, just list off. And obviously, they're, they're lads that I know and I've talked to a lot. Um, I will give a mention, another mention to Seth Antwi. Now, Seth's a quiet a lad. He goes to the University of Dayton. Um, he plays in the sixth. Quiet guy. Um, you know, he, he goes about his business on his own. Um, but when he gets on the field, he's crazy. Like this, this kid will run through anyone. And he's not a big boy. But he will work his backside off. He's not scared of anything. And then when he gets the ball, he's pretty useful on it as well. So he's a name, Seth Antwi, that I'd, I'm excited for this summer. I'm excited to see how he does. So Now, where do these local players like, you know, Gus and Wyatt and Colin, mm -hmm. where do they fit, fit into the mix? You know, are, are they coming in uh, to help the squad in training? Mm -hmm. um, do you see them, you know, contributing much? Uh, like, what can you say about about their inclusion in the team? Yeah, I think I think the first thing I'll say is, if they weren't good enough, they wouldn't be here. You know, they're all good enough to fight. They're all good enough to have an impact in that eleven come game day. That's why they're in the squad. If we didn't feel that they they were good enough, or the Gaffer Odino didn't have that belief in them, they wouldn't have gotten this gotten this opportunity. So. Um, there, there isn't any kind of training players as such. We're all there to push each other forward. Now, what the gaffer does like to have is a vast level of experience. So you've got myself, who's played for him for five years, 
you know, excuse me. I've played for him for five years. I've won titles with him. You know, I've competed at a lot of different teams in the USL too. And then you've got a lad like Wyatt, who's, you know, in high school, um, probably hasn't played much at this level, but he likes to have that vast level of experience because we all bring something different, you know? I'm going to bring a, a, a different outlook on this summer than what Wyatt is, you know? Wyatt's going to come in, it's all fresh, it's all new. And then there's players like me that have seen it a lot. You know, we've played a lot of games at this level. We understand it. And sometimes players like Wyatt are going to help me because they're going to look at things completely differently. You know, if I'm wrapped up in it and I'm too caught up in it, and then Wyatt's going to say, oh, James, you know, it's it's okay. You know, we're okay. We don't need to stress. And sometimes having that is is really strong. It's strong for the culture um, and it's strong for the team and strong for the group. So, um, yeah, they these lads, these local lads, I'm excited about because also playing for a team in Knoxville is going to mean a lot to them, you know? So in training every single day, they are going to be pushing it, you know? And that ultimately is going to push players like myself, players, you know, that have come from California, players that have been ex-professionals um, that we've got coming in. Um, so, no, they've got a big role to play this summer. Um, and I'm, I, for one, am very grateful they're going to be there, you know? Also because they're going to they're gonna bring fans with them as well, you know? Like uh, like young Sadie, Sadie. If we're if we're playing games, you know, close to close to his family, close to his friends, stuff like that. Sadie's gonna be like, right, yeah, I'm bringing everyone with me, <laughs> you know. And then they're coming to watch us, and and they're gonna be our 12th man on the field. So, when you look at one Knoxville's um, squad on paper, you know, what are your reactions? Do you think like, oh wow, like this this team's yeah. gonna this team's gonna win game this team's gonna win some games this team's gonna go undefeated this team's gonna blow some teams out of the water yeah. or is it like oh. yeah no we're I mean we're we're strong we're strong on paper on paper we're strong we've got um we've got captains from teams we've got a lot of lads that have won championships um we've got a lot of lads that want to win more championships which is sometimes better than the lads that have got it on their resume already you know um we are strong but again, I need to allude to the fact that we're worried about game one. You know, we we have our goals. Like I said, we've got our goals individually. A lot of us want to be pros. We've got our goals collectively. We want to win national titles. That's why we're playing in the summers. Um, but for us, we have to take it one game at a time. And the gaffer, the gaffer has a good phrase. It's you've got to play every game like a cup final. And cup final number one, May the 14th against Asheville. Um, now, We've got the potential to do very well this summer, but it's only potential, you know? It's only potential, and I don't like the word potential. I like the word product, okay? And I want product when we get in there May 1, when we start training, that's when I'll see how good we really can be. And even failing that, if I don't see it on May 1, it may not happen until June, and then we might start clicking. So it's a process. But the, the good thing is that one knocks, the process has already started. You know, we're in the group chat already. Like my phone's here and I'm seeing big Seba already chatting in the group chat. Um, that culture's starting to be built. That's a big part of what we're trying to do. Um, so it's now starting to to kind of move forward. But it's, uh, yeah, it's a, a process. Definitely a process. But we're going to do all in our power to to bring as much success as we can to the the city of Knoxville, because I think they deserve it. People that I've met, you know, they all want to win. 
and that aligns with my goals too. So, so the last one I, question I've got for you is, you know, mm-hmm. we've got a, a, a fan group, a supporters group in the making. People are, you know, I, I've got my Everton chat that as I started releasing stories on on players they were already throwing around some potential chats what inside information could you give us on some of some of your teammates that might help uh, our supporters you know think okay I can I can come up with a song for this guy or you know oh this is like, <laughs> kind of like how you told me you were a potato uh that's, yeah. that's what called you. you know what's, there better not what's be any in- songs about me being a potato yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that I'm well, what's what's some, what's some in, inside information on some of the some of your teammates that are like, oh, this could be the subject of song, or this is just something I'll curious? You, yeah. I'll tell you one about Big Seba. All right, a, a funny story. So um, we'd uh, we'd won a couple of games last summer, and um, we had I think we got two days off. We had an off weekend, so uh, the gaffer said, "Yeah, you've got a couple of days off. You know, do what you got to do." So we went out as a team collectively, which we like to do sometimes. You know, if the time's right. We went out as a team and um, we were in a we were in like a bar and grill type place. Anyway, um, someone came up to Seba. Seba's got this, you know, blonde hair and all of this. And uh, someone said, oh, you know, you, you look like Thor. And uh, he went, really? I've, I've never had that before, you know. And it's easy to see, but he'd never, never heard it. And he was like, I've never had that before. And then um, I was standing there and I was listening. And I was like, oh, here we go. Anyway. It went straight to Seba's head. And he was like, it, you know, the chest started coming out of this. And he's like, Jamesy, that guy said a lot like Thor and all this. And I'm like, oh. anyway, he would not let it go. The rest of the night, he was telling everyone, he was telling all the lads. Anyway, the following morning at training, we told the gaffer. And the gaffer starts going, uh, you know, Seba walks over morning of training and Seba, you know who you look like? And he was like, who? And he's like, Thor, and then it turned into this whole massive banter, and we wouldn't let Se- we wouldn't let it go with Seba, you know. So um, yeah, I think that's a funny one. If you can get that stuck in for the summer, um, that'd be a good one. But listen, a lot a lot of these guys, I don't know on a personal level yet. You know, I've chatted to them in the group chat, I've chatted to them individually, but that's part of the exciting thing for the summer is I get to learn about all of these guys. I get to learn their stories. I get to learn their banter. I get to learn, you know what they're like as people and, and what their goals are and stuff. So um, I think part of the attraction in, in the summer is that we get to learn about these guys throughout the summer and it's all a massive learning process. And then by the end of it, we'll all have about four or five songs. We normally get a team song going as well sometimes. Um, so we'll probably sing one within the team that you guys might hear. Um, we'll try and keep it PG, but sometimes it's not, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I think, I think most of that will happen in the summer and I like the appetite from people, but sometimes you can't rush these things. You know, you've got to get to the summer, see what the guys are like, and then we can kind of, we can go from there. What do you hope to see and hear from the fans in the stadium this summer? Drums are always good. Big old drum, you know, the whole way through is good, but, um, we just want to, yeah, we want to know that you're there. We want to know that you're there, whether you're chanting, you know, you've got your songs, whatever it is. We want to feel you're pushing us forward because, you know, at the end of the games, when we can't breathe, we can't see, you know, we're knackered. It's 1-1. Sometimes we need that little bit of energy to push us forward. And a lot of the times in my experience, that energy that I've seen from the sidelines gets you a goal. You know, I remember the Menace last year, we were, 
we were 1-1 with, uh, who was it, Kalamazoo in the Central Conference Finals. We were 1-1. They had 10 men. They were holding on. We couldn't break them down. And the energy from the crowd was electric. And ultimately, Rashawn Walks, who got drafted by Toronto, um, yeah, he's come up with a goal in the 94th minute. And I'm a big believer that the crowd pushed us through for that. So I just want to know you're there. I just want to know you're there. We don't need to hear anything specific. Sometimes we don't when we're on the field, but we just need that noise, need that energy, even when it's not going well, even when we're not playing well, which is going to happen. Um, yeah, we just want to know that you're behind us the whole time. So I'm going to quiz you on Knoxville in the Ooh. illustrious history of Knoxville. We're calling this Know Your Knox. Uh, so I have three questions for you. Are you ready to play? Yeah, I'm not going to do it well, but we'll give it a go, eh? <laughs> um, all right. First one's pretty easy. What does the SC stand for in one Knoxville SC? Sporting Club. Awesome. Sweet. And you, do you know where that comes from? I'm sure you might know. Um, yeah, well, it was part of the it's the kind of idea that they want to create a one Knoxville, right? With everything involved right. and, and different sports. And um, it was part of that, right? I think I saw in the kind of, yeah, branding. Yep. The Easter egg nugget they were saying was in the in the old city in Prohibition when we, you know, us Americans, we couldn't drink because it was debauchery and weird. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, they had, they had clubs, you know, that you could go and get a drink when it was illegal mm -hmm. and they called those, they called those sporting clubs. Really? So, I didn't know that. You've, you've been to Knoxville. You've seen the big mm -hmm. sun sphere, right? Yeah. The big bull. So that came with the Knoxville world's fair. Do you know what year that world's fair happened? Yeah, it was 1929. <laughs> you're off a little it's 1982 oh, i was confident with that one yeah yep. i love the confidence the, the confidence is great i got the there. i got the first two numbers right i got two out exactly four. yeah you did that's awesome knoxville's been named the marble city where did that name come from the marble city i know this one it's because uh yeah, the most popular sport in Knoxville is marbles, isn't it? That's what it is, right? <laughs> so close, ah, so close. I didn't get that one either. So it's because marble and the mining for marble was very popular back in the 1890s. But I wonder what about the marble sales, like the, the game marbles? I wonder, you know, it's right? probably maybe big. There's some, maybe there's something there. Maybe there is. I don't know. I want to know who was the top marble producing city in the country now. Oh, man, we're gonna look, yeah, we're going to look that up. It's called the Marble City, is it? Yep. Okay. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of quarries. There's a lot of places where they, you know, stripped, you right. know, marble out of the ground. Mm. And one of those is in South Knox. South Knox is kind of the outdoorsy area. Okay. You know, rainwater and whatnot has filled up the quarry. So now it's like a premier destination for paddle boards and kayaks and a lot of outdoor activities. Really? So, Wow. Yeah. I like that. A the good, Marble City. I'm going to say you passed on that one just with the confidence. You know, <laughs> you just came into that one. Make that was great. You so. Make it, eh? Make it. Yep. Make it. So that was James Thomas, uh, the captain of One Knoxville, just breaking down the squad for us. It was really insightful. 
I'm really excited about just the lineup, um, how we're going to come out of the gate. Uh, like you said, every game is a cup final. I think that was the big takeaway for me where he has the mindset of a champion that he's coming out and he's going to try to impress that upon the squad at every game is a cup final. And that's the only thing that matters. Coach Mark McKeever is a very serious man. He, he expects his team to strive for perfection. And so they're going to show up every day and grind away. Um, you know, for, for me as a soccer fan, you know, we haven't seen this team on the field yet. Right. So we can only look at the statistics. We can only see the names. We can only Google them. Uh, and when you do, these are some of the best players that are available at the USL2 level. Uh, so for me, it's easy for my mind to go already to that place of thinking, oh, yeah, this team's going to win championships. And so uh, James really emphasized that, you know, it's one, one game at a time, one day at a time. So uh, I'm really pumped about it. I'm very excited to meet these players and, and hear the fans, see what our supporters group comes up for them. We already know uh, we've got Thor on the team. Um, James told us not to reference it, but you know, Thor calls him, uh, the potato because he's a very versatile player. Um, so we got a Thor and Mr. Potato head. Yeah. We got well, Thor potato. Yeah. J James banned all potato related references. Uh, so d don't get ahead of yourselves fans. I find it really unique. Uh, the USL two, where they find their players. It's not closed off like the MLS where you have to go through draft or other places where you, you. You ha it's a stepping stone type of thing. This is kind of the catch-all. And so it's super exciting where we get college students from around the country, those, being, those players being internationals. We have high schoolers um, from locally here, um, ex-professional ex players. So it's, it's, it'll be a, a super cool conglomerate, you know, little melting pots. Yeah, and it's going to be really exciting on the field. Yeah, Knoxville, we got to show these players some love when they get here because you know, we've got a Norwegian, we've got a Costa Rican, we've got a couple of Ghanaians who have never been in Knoxville before. You know, they've, they've been Googling it just like we've been Googling them. Uh, so we got to show them a good time when they show up. Uh, we're excited for what's going to happen on the field. But these guys are going to be a part of our community for, for a summer. Uh, and who knows how much longer because the club is talking about moving into the USL1 fully professional league in 2023. We could see some of the players we're seeing this summer back on that team once the team goes professional. I'm really excited about it. I'm also excited, Patty, because the club has made room for some local players to join this yep. season. We were at Super open, cool. We were at open tryouts. We saw more than 100 players show up and, and test their medal, see where they were. And a couple of those players who were at open tryouts, they actually got signed to the team. So we've got Gus Rivera, who lives and works in Knoxville. I've played against him in rec leagues for years. Uh, he was a Knoxville Catholic alum. He played college soccer at LMU. Uh, he has trained on his own for years with, with the spotlight not on him at all, with no expectation of really being able to play soccer at this level anymore as a 29-year-old. And he's signing with the team, and I got to chat with him a little bit. Sadi Busek, who was at tryouts, um, he, had, he had a great tryout. He was the winning penalty kick taker for Austin East in last year's high school championship team. Uh, Sadi Bu is a Senegalese midfielder. Really talented, models himself off Paul Pogba of Man United, uh, grew up a childhood Cristiano Ronaldo fan to the point where back home in Dakar in Senegal, he would cut his hair like Cristiano Ronaldo. And he told me it wouldn't last the day because, you know, his family members would make him fix his hair. <laughs> uh, they didn't want him walking around like that. They were very strict. And then we've also got some other local players. We've got Wyatt Brace, who's a 17-year-old goalkeeper at West High School. 
also plays his club soccer at Emerald. He's going to have a chance to come into the team. We have Colin Lewis, who was a Tennessee High School Player of the Year, won several awards while he was with Bearden, led them to a state championship, and is now playing at Division II Lee University uh, in Tennessee. And then we've got Cameron Fowler, who went to Webb School of Knoxville, played there for several years, and is now playing at the Division I level for UNC Greensboro. And so these five players are going to be here in the squad this year, and they're going to, they're going to be rubbing shoulders with these future professionals. It, it's going to be awesome. So in today's episode, we heard from James Thomas, the club captain, who helped break down the roster, give us a, a preview of what's to come this May. I feel like we've got a, a taste, a preview of what we can expect from one Knoxville when they kick off on May 14th. Here is a quick plug for the Scruffs, one Knoxville SC supporter club. Our first home match is right around the corner and the Scruffs are assembling. Follow along on Twitter at Knox Scruffs. Soon, they will have some events and meetings about pre-match tailgating, march routes, TIFOs, and chants. Our buddy Dakota of the Scruffs will be at the kit reveal party tonight. Be sure to connect with him and keep Knoxville scruffy. We will also be at the kit reveal party tonight on Thursday, March 31st, recording some live reactions to the kit reveal. So, if you've ever wanted to be on the pod or embarrass your best friend by volunteering them to be on the pod, be sure to find me, Patrick Teasdale, at the party tonight. You can't miss me. I'll be the one holding an orange microphone. Thanks for listening to this episode. We greatly appreciate it, and we love all of the feedback. Please give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. Subscribe to our newsletter at knoxsoccerpodcast.com and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. It's been a pleasure. Hasta luego, Knoxville.